Hello and welcome to Hey, I Loved That Movie, the podcast where we rewatch the films we loved when we were younger to see if they still hold up. I'm Dan. I'm Michael. I'm Helena. And for this episode, we have special guests from Pointless Reinvention. It's Holly. Welcome. And uh, what what Hi. film have you have you bought for us today, Holly? So today I have brought Drop Dead Friend. So Holly, what's your nostalgia for this movie? What what did this movie mean to you? So spoilers. I used to watch two movies when I was a kid. <laughs> And we're doing both of them. Um, So literally we had two videotapes and it was these two. And when we went on to pirated DVDs, we also got these two as DVDs. And literally my brother and I would go down on a Saturday morning, watch one, watch the other, then watch the first one, then watch the second one again. So I have seen Drop Dead Fred literally more times than I can count. That sounds awesome. And I remembered none of it. (laughs) (laughs) So before, before like, recently when yeah. was the last time you you watched the film oh my god i must have been like maybe nine or ten. Oh, okay so it's been it's been a while it's been a while i was young enough that i didn't understand any of the adult jokes yeah and watching it now i'm a bit concerned that i watched it <laughs> at like nine <laughs> well even younger because fuck there's some adult themes in that <laughs> Oh, by far. She spends half the movie moping about wanting to get laid by her ex-boyfriend again. She does, and <laughs> and there's a lot of swearing, there's a, there's a lot of bitches, there's a lot of uh, looking up women's skirts, there's, yeah. there's a lot of things that I'm sad a young me saw. <laughs> <laughs> I suppose it is the innocence of youth, though, that you just they just wash straight it over It is, you. and I saw the green man in a bouncy suit running around and dancing off things and making a loud noise, and I fell in love with him and i still spoilers love him now yeah it does look like a kid's film it, it looks really so weird does. Yeah. i don't know what it, what the um like actual age rating of the film was I no, no i assumed idea. it was right, like so i'm right let's search for it i can't like i assume it's like 50 it i did like are you <laughs> if it's a you that's no. <laughs> times were different it's times PG are different 13. wow i mean yeah, that's a, see, a close... is that is that an at the time or is that a that's now? That's a at the time. Do things change? I don't know if ratings change. I don't think so. Uh, they get they can get amended sometimes, but yeah, it has to be pretty yeah, severe. It's though. on on AMDB. It's a twelve. Sh- shall shall I, shall I do a little quick recap? Of- yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> let's put let's try and work out the plot because I watched this two days ago and cannot remember. Oh my uh, god! So, <laughs> <laughs> the film opens on a little girl in bed and she looks cute as fuck and her mum is in a fire outfit and I I fell in love immediately in this like opening sequence of just childhood nostalgia and it's like this beautiful pink room and it's just like the cutest little girl in the fucking world she's got hair that's like 10 feet long when the girl is like five years old and like two feet tall Um, and then we immediately snap to the future the little girl is grown up she's in a car talking to herself because she's going to go and talk to her husband who she's separated from and he cheated on her but she wants him back and then the whole film is basically her being miserable about the fact that he cheated on her and she wants to be happy and win him back but while she's having this like crisis of divorce uh, she kind of lapses into being a child again and reimagines her her little her little imaginary friend who turns out to be Drop Dead Fred, who is played by Rick Nail and is a genuine icon for everything yeah. I've become as an adult. <laughs> Absolutely. This film is insane. This film is Yeah. Absolutely batshit. Yeah, yeah, it's incredible. It's such a strange tone. Trying to yeah. folk, like trying to find where this film wants to I was to gonna sit say single between, tone <laughs> between comedy and like yeah, rom rom com and also weird psychological thriller. Yeah. yeah well, like, and almost also almost like a, a a look on society's look at mental health. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, oh, but not a very good one. No, no. But no. also it was released in like ninety one, I think. Yeah, it was yeah. ninety one this film. Yeah. You know it, it's like it's also 30 years old yeah um it's got vibes of horror as well like oh, yeah. so, where where rick mail comes out of the where, under her pillow yeah, the first yeah. Yeah. And it's an 
and it's and a that, long old man hat. Yeah. And that jack in the you've box. got to make sure you know is that Rick Mayle in this, he's not playing cute little young imaginary friend child. No. no. He's no. He's he imagined a fully grown man. Adult yeah. Rick Mayle. So, yeah, he's a chaos fully grown, very British man. <laughs> yeah. So before this film, I yeah. have binge watched two shows. One okay. of them is The Haunting of Hill House. The other is The Haunting of Bly Manor. This felt like a horror film. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> like I was just, like, I just, she was I possessed a hundred percent. Rick yeah. Mail was a, a ghost possessing her. <gasps> no, <laughs> so this film has so many chaotic scenes that I don't even know if I can recap them all. Oh, can I? Ju- I'm just going to read one note that I did yeah. make from that opening scene of when it's a little girl and she's asking her mum about love and why Cinderella goes home with the prince or something similar to that, the fairy tale ending. And she says, it's because they're in love. And the like five-year-old girl says, what a pile of shit. (laughs) And I laughed out loud. On my own in a room watching a film that I hadn't watched since I was a child, and I was like, "Fuck, I'm in for a ride with this one." <laughs> yeah, it's really difficult to tell. Like, is Drop Dead Fred good? Yes, for Christine. Is her name Christine? Uh, Christine. Elizabeth. <laughs> Elizabeth. Sorry, she plays Christine in something else. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, Lizzie. Lizzie. And yeah. Who coincidentally also looks significantly younger than the child actor who plays her in the early ch- childhood scenes. She does. She, <laughs> she looks behaves like younger. The age gap between weird, her and her She's got a weird ex. baby face. She does have a weird vibe. And, that ninth, and the, the clothes. And, I know that yeah. she's... They're obviously, her mum's very 80s and very stylish and shoulder yeah. pads and st- sort of and strong, don't fuck with me vibes. Stuck in her childhood. She, she dresses like a Pitiful doll. dress. Yeah. She really does. And it, it is, to be fair, I did write down halfway through my notes, uh, every outfit is fire because I would wear <laughs> every outfit in this because I'm just that kind of broad spectrum of I will wear anything that I think looks cool. <laughs> if we don't see pictures of you at a Halloween party dressed as Drop Dead Fred, I'm going to be disappointed. I'm going to. I'm literally, I've bought green fabric and I'm going to do that because like this has genuinely brought back so much happiness for me. <laughs> And it breaks my heart that I know that not everybody here has enjoyed this film. (laughs) (laughs) Correct. Uh... I enjoyed this a lot more than I thought I would. I watched this uh, when I was a little bit younger. It's not my first time watching it, and I hated it. Okay. When when you said you were gonna, there's this. I was kind of like, "Mm, okay. I've got this film. (laughs) Um, I think I was just a very moody moody teenager I and don't know I, I found this like. abrasive I found Rick Mail ab- abrasive and annoying and I also think um, my opinion was clouded because someone I really didn't like really liked this film okay oh, how to ruin anything for you as yeah. a kid yeah. <laughs> someone you hate liking it yeah I've never yeah. never enjoying that in my yeah. life. completely agree so, or I was I was seeing it through um, doom spectacles um, so I decided <laughs> to go in with a, an open mind this time and it wasn't a bad experience like I, I didn't I didn't hate that but there were bits that I was like hmm weird yeah um the upskirt stuff was a weird recurring reoccurring gag it yeah. was but i'm not gonna lie the first one did make me laugh like yeah. i had five yeah, audible joking, laughs joking about that. your mum's <laughs> vagina you're you, you, you imagining your uh, imaginary friend looking up your mother's skirt and the first one was like a childish joke the rest of them were just creepy yeah, yeah. like that, the first one was the like one where it's like no panties yeah like yeah, the first one is like that, yeah the first one you're like that's a child imaginary friend to so the rest of them you're like that's a grown man that's a grown-ass yeah. man on the floor <laughs> but something i did think that they did do really really well was at no point was rick male creepy to little girl no no point there was no point where it looked anything other than like a really fucking awesome chaotic mental father-child relationship like there was really it was parental but as in in a way that that is not a creepy relationship a child having an adult friend could very well be creepy in a lot of circumstances And it was handled so well. It probably helps that he acts like a child too the whole time. Like he's basically still got the brain of like a five-year-old, I guess. Yeah, (laughs) but even like they hug, he he is like touching her, but it's not creepy. It's also like... like... His actions are child. The way he moves yeah. is very like childlike. Yeah, very, very big is... movements, very childish. Because there are points in it, in like the later part of the film, 
where he stops doing. And like Rick Mail was yeah. never known for being a top tier actor. He was no. never known for that. He was always hilarious and he was yeah. a good actor. No. Really solidly at the end, his body language shifted and he yeah. suddenly became very like this you is an adult. He was Ill. Yeah. Like the arm movements and like the stretched arms yeah. and stuff. It stopped. And it it was like, oh he's now like he's not playing kid anymore. Yeah, he yeah. gets it. I was like, solid, solid acting from him, yeah. which was a surprise. He did a fucking good job. <laughs> he, he did, did a genuinely job. such a good job in this film. Yeah, still don't yeah, like it. He's still, yeah, he's he's still he is difficult to watch though, oh a little God. bit in this, and it's very much the same as the vibe that you get from the overacting or the melodrama in um, other film. Are we talking about the other film? Can we mention it as a comparison? I don't mind. I didn't want to, I didn't yeah. want to ruin in case things go <laughs> out in a different order or whatever. But... People can work it out. So, um, Looney Tunes back in action. Uh, uh, I uh, a bit of sizzle there for upcoming episode. <laughs> Spoilers. <laughs> that, I'm gonna have to beat this whole film section. <laughs> what's his What's his face? Uh, Steve. I want to call him Steve. Brendan Fraser. Steve Martin. No, that's Steve Martin. what we forget. <laughs> what we forget is Brendan Fraser. That's Steve Martin. I yeah, that's. Oh, we just ruined the next. Episode. Oh, oh yeah. shit! Get, cut this bit out and put it in the next. <laughs> that's blown my mind. How did you not notice? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I know he's wearing a wig, but he's and a lot of glasses. It did and... take me a while to realise who it was. Standing really weird. Yeah. That's the thing. It's the standing really weird and the the clothing. Like obviously, he's in a very short, small suit. Different film. Different film. Different film. But I do understand what you mean in the comedic melodrama way. It's cringy, and I don't like it. Honestly, I would would say they were completely different scales of that. I feel like um, Steve Martin did a very bad job. Yeah, (laughs) with with Rick Mail, it was just he was Rick Mail. He was there to be chaotic. And I just, Rick Mail is such a fucking icon. This this film, all it did was make me even more pissed off that they cut him as Peeves from Harry Potter. Yeah, me too. Oh my god. It made me annoyed that he never got to play the mask. Yes. Like this film, he has such the mask energy. Absolutely. And uh, this, and he never played like Loki. I'd have loved to have seen Rick Mail as like an all out Loki. (laughs) (laughs) Like actual trickster god, Loki. Not like fancy man uh loki that we have right now i want like actual <laughs> chaos tricks to god rick mail fucked a horse <laughs> yeah, I, yeah i want i want a loki that you can imagine fucked a horse <laughs> yeah he does he has just so much there's so much chaos yeah and i guess that's right. his point isn't it that he's the the girls acting out because yeah. her mum obviously hates her yeah she really I does like, oh. i feel like if i was a kid i'd think that i think as an adult I can be like, I can kind of understand where she's, parts of what she's doing is where she's coming from because she is trying to live her life as well. And yeah, and not walk into the kitchen 10 minutes after leaving your child alone and coming into a literal square foot of mud on your kitchen table. (laughs) But yeah. she does. She does also tell her daughter that she hates her, that she wishes that that she ruined her life. Yeah, that she, yeah. she ruined her marriage. Yeah, yeah, she's the reason they got divorced. You know, press yeah. all then, the buttons. That after after not... saying all of that, then goes, "Don't leave me. I'll be lonely." And it's like, yeah. "Fuck off, you manipulative little twat!" Like, oh my god, like fuck. Yeah, I lost a lot of sim. I, at the start, I was like, "Oh my god, yeah." To be fair, yeah. I would hate this child too. Yeah. Straight, like the mud pies oh. and the and the breaking stuff, Absolutely. but then what immediately? I think that the, the the turning point for me was the the breaking, the the, the playing burglar scene. Yeah, a little bit where they think someone's broken into the house and, and they he's robbing them. The they don't go and check on their little girl. No, yeah. they don't. They don't even think about her. Yeah, they don't even mention her. It's not like they decide. Oh no, we'll stay in here because we don't want to confront them. And then yeah, you know, they're going to leave point. us alone anyway. What about Lizzie? Like... Lizzie, fuck her dad. Like her dad's awful. Oh, see, I really like No, I, I, no, see, I don't like him because this is why I feel like I'm like I kind of get where the mom had a breakdown because the mom is also mid breakdown in this film. Yeah, yeah. Because she is trying so hard to discipline the child and like help the child and adult. Yeah, and adult, and uh, and like when she's actually trying to punish the child because she's finally found out how to punish the child Mm. in like a weird. Mom has clearly had a breakdown. The mom goes, yeah. I don't think I can help. And the dad goes, says, I'm oh, sorry. The dad says, I don't think I can help. And just fucks off. Yeah. 
And it's like, I completely, that sounds like why I'm like, I kind of understand why the mum is the way she is. I do. It's not okay. It's not okay. No, but and she was I also like didn't that understand that. She no, but, was, yeah. but I didn't understand that scene for like until probably about an hour after the film finished because I was like, well, yeah, that's what I'd do. I'd need to walk out and fucking clear my head and not be there for that piece of shit act that the mother does. The mother literally drop dead Fred hides in a jack in a box and the mother tapes him in and hides the box so that Lizzie cannot see drop dead Fred ever again. And I was like, no, I wouldn't want to be there for that because this is going to be a complete breakdown for the child. This is going to be the mother being so angry she's not going to do anything to comfort the child. I'd have probably taken the child with me. But then I realised that this is literally, that is the point when the husband leaves the missus. Like, yeah. that is yeah. the no, divorce he's not, he's point. And I was like, yeah, he's gone oh. to get proverbial cigarettes. Yeah, and yeah. I didn't realise that. To literally, like, after the film was done, like, <laughs> a full day later, like, it just... <laughs> You know, it didn't enter my head. And then I was like, just thinking passively. And I was like, oh, that's, we didn't see the dad again. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the mother can't see Fred. So her taping taping shut a jack-in-the-box probably comes to her as like, well, I'm not beating her. I'm not locking her in her room. I'm not sending her to bed without dinner. I'm literally putting some tape over a box. Yeah. That's punishing her. Yeah, Yeah, symbolically. And it's working. That's surely that's good. And actually, she does calm down and sort of get a bit better in her mum's eyes as well. So there's no reason to think. That yeah. She, because the communication is so broken in that family, because the, the child doesn't know how to communicate and the mum doesn't know how to listen and the, the dad pisses off. She doesn't realise that her daughter's change in behaviour is actually Negative. basically mourning mm. the loss yeah. of her friend rather than her growing up and becoming a healthy adult. Yeah. And that obviously that codependence then makes her extremely vulnerable and shocker, she latches onto someone who is a t- total dirtbag. Who is, yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Big. And it, it, what, that was one thing I also struggled with this film, is just like, what the fuck are his redeeming qualities? Like, yeah, why does she love be like, him? Oh, I'm in love with him. But normally someone brings something to the relationship where there's a hook yeah. where you're like, yeah. I love them. And you know, we this just was... got back from a trip to Hawaii or, yeah. you know, oh, I'm he, pregnant. He likes, or... he likes wine. He's like, just yeah, yeah. like, a fucking old man as well. Yeah. <laughs> he's like it's, 50. There's nothing, there's nothing to sink your teeth into there and be like, isn't. okay, that's why she's in love with him. It doesn't Which, give you anything. I, I can't tell his back. Like, I can't tell the whole, this is a point of the whole of Drop Dead Fred. I can't tell if it's really badly written and every good point it makes is accidental <laughs> or it's really well written with really bad, bad deliberately bits. bad bits yeah. in it. And I, I genuinely, because I don't know if all of that, like, parental, uh, like, child psychology is meant to be in it. Or so just a I did do accident. a bit of research and it was supposed to be a look at mental health. Right. But then, like, and why... I think 30 years ago it did a good job. <laughs> but then, why is the husband so, like, 2D and blind? He's not written at know. all. But, like, is I think that he's the... supposed to just be. He was just, like, there. He just was so yeah. fucking It's difficult boring. to root for a main character who wants to be with someone and you're given absolutely no reason for them to want yeah. to be with them. Yeah. See, I did have, I do have a note here that says, I hate literally every character except maybe Mickey. And then I went back when we got to the scene where Mickey obviously also loses his fucking mind. Yeah. And said, no, I even hate Mickey. <laughs> yeah. Everyone in this film is terrible. But I think that's the point. Oh, yeah. Mickey has weird energy. We haven't mentioned him yet. Oh, he's, the, yeah. he's the love alternate. It's, it's no good. Like, so no. we basically mentioned every character except for Carrie Fisher. Uh, Janie, Janie, yeah. yes. Janie, yeah. Um, she is having an affair with somebody. Her boss. Her boss. Her boat sinks. Her house is a boat and it sinks. Yeah. By, Fred thanks, sinks thanks, it. Fred. Fred sinks it. Yeah. And then, or rather, Lizzie sinks it because. Uh, yeah. I mean, like, that's but everything in the Fred context does. Of the film, everything Fred does Fred is Lizzie. Does yeah. The boat her, sinks. Her boat sinks. Yeah. She gets sinks. mad about it and reveals her affair. In front of her work at like the rest of her company. Yeah. And ruins his life. Yeah, and he it's kind like, of also ruined his life. He did. But it did just kind of go from naught to a hundred of like, yeah. I've just lost my house. And then she's like a minute later beating the shit out of Fred. Not that Fred's actually there. And then just screams about this affair. And it's yeah. like, we didn't know it was an affair as the audience. Nope. Other than she's like, it's my once a month thing or something along those lines. And then it's just like, 
what why is that in there <laughs> like yeah. it adds nothing other than making she... her more villainous yeah and then she obviously she gets her insurance check from the from the house insurance and yeah. can buy a better bigger boat or flat or something and she's really happy and it's really actually happy. blessing in disguise that this boat sank but doesn't mention the the affair person at all yeah and it's just like why was that in there yeah <laughs> So I, I think I know why that would be. I, the only reason I can think that would be, I, th- I think, is it, is it to show that like every all of the problems Fred causes, he fixes. It's hit on his way to fixing a problem. What what other problems does he fix? That's what I mean. <laughs> Look, with them, he fixes the main character's problem because he teaches it to be a child to um... like let herself be a child again, but. Does he fix anyone else's problem? Because he causes a lot of breakdowns. Physical destruction, mental chaos. It yeah. is odd how how much he can interact with real life objects for an imaginary yeah. friend. Like the letter. That's yeah. the bit that's not that stuck with me. That really freaks me out. Because that's where it crosses over. Yeah. Where if the to- if they if they'd wanted to run with it, that could have been the shift where it's like, who is Fred? Is Fred real? Yeah. So this but- letter, Lizzie is just coming back from a shopping trip with her mum where her mum dresses her exactly like her and cuts her hair exactly like her so that she could be a strong independent woman and <laughs> they get in and there's a letter on the floor to Lizzie and she picks it up and reads the letter and it's from Charles and Charles is her husband, I don't think we've actually called him by his name, telling her that she wants to talk and so she runs back to their flat and Fred's in the flat and he goes, lol, it was me but the mum handed her the letter <laughs> Yeah, yeah. It's some That's fight a real level letter <laughs> that either she yeah. wrote. Yeah, she either wrote it for herself, tricked herself into forgetting that, believed it was her ex-husband, and then reveals to herself. Yeah, that I'm, it I'm was going. And with... it's the same with the. It's Fight Club, isn't yeah. it? it is yeah, that, like, it's Fight Club. Or he is a ghost. Or he is. Yeah. Or he is a real thing. <laughs> because he breaks windows as well. I assumed that it yeah. was. You know, oh, he broke the window, but actually she broke the window and yeah. there's a child, and thus it's kind of. But fine. as it's gone on, it's like, well, that little child couldn't bring that massive hunk of mud through that window. Like little things where it's just like, but is he real? <laughs> yeah, so what do we guys think? Do we think he's real or is he a figment of her imagination entirely or something? I, I think he's real. I'm going to put down a third option. Is Fred Loki the god of chaos? <laughs> Does that is... mean that the other imaginary friends that are in that um, other room are just other Norse gods? Are they, or are they, are they other like chaos gods? Because they might just be from different religions. See, I did love that that scene with with all of the other imaginary friends. There's a scene in the um, psychiatrist's office. Her mum takes her to see the psychiatrist as an Finally. adult. Finally, yeah, in a room full of children. And there's a scene where all of the friends, all of the friends, all of the friends, yeah, the all friends, of the imaginary uh, friends, Joey, you know each other. But yeah, all of the all of the imaginary friends know each other and they start acting together, but each child can only see their imaginary friend. But I really liked that because then at the end where we've got the little girl who's got her new imaginary friend, Drop Dead Fred, Lizzie can't see him anymore because he's not her imaginary friend anymore. And I loved that as a little tiny bit of continuity. I was like, oh, (laughs) you can only see your imaginary friend. I was also, I was like, oh, but then at the same time, I was like, Drop Dead Fred appeared because of how broken this little girl was. Yeah. What happened to his daughter? (laughs) Well, her parents are going through a divorce. Oh, true. Yeah. And her dad's fucking insane. And yeah, that's the other thing. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't yeah. want him as my dad. He's so extra. He's weird. Like, he gives me genuinely the worst vibes out of everyone in this film. Yeah, he's the one where you think you, you accidentally take it too far because yeah. there's no idea where his boundaries are. He's the one he who's going to murder. Yeah, he, yeah. he's... <laughs> I think it's one of the things like she's obviously she's playing up in the restaurant because Fred is knocking her hands yeah, and, and getting she's, away yeah. the food and she's and like flinging stuff out of her hands. Yeah, he's holding so she can't, her. She doesn't have a choice. Making her. Yeah. And the, but he knows it's wrong. Yeah. Has full control and yeah. does it anyway, which and is psychopathic. Throws 
Thrones. It's the opposite, isn't it? Like, yeah. where you, you know what the rules are. It's not like he misunderstands the rules or yeah. misread the room. He literally goes like, oh, we can break the rules. I'm going to throw this spaghetti at a person. And yeah. then just does. And it's, oh, it's so weird. Oh, another scene for Fred being, uh, another weird Fred scene, followed yeah. shortly after that, where he turns into the violinist and she but thinks it's Fred. Yeah. And yeah. that's the only time that happens is that mm. she sees somebody else as Fred. Like that's the only time it's like a delusion on another person. Yeah. Which I again I feel I can't tell if deliberate or accidental. Because if that's deliberate, that's a very solid point to make. But it's weird that it only happens once. Yeah. That's yeah, <laughs> that's the thing. I had a very vivid imaginary friend as a child that i lost at five because five yeah. is quite young for memory really young i would be scared witless if yeah. i suddenly saw my imaginary friend again as an adult yeah like i would be checking myself in and refusing to leave the <laughs> vol- like the um psychiatric did you guys, unit did you guys have imaginary friends yeah like, i did i had remember. one i had one and it was it was h from steps <laughs> what? Um, you know, hate from steps is real, right? Yeah, you know, <laughs> he's imagine- also my imaginary friend. Mm. He and was my like, first crush, like, and genuinely my imaginary friend as a child. That's wow. very sweet. <laughs> uh, I yeah. Helenus was had- the other guy from steps. I'm gonna, I'm gonna tweet this episode out to him when he when when it goes live. Yeah, we'll, we'll tag him. <laughs> Oh, I, yeah, my imaginary friends when I was a kid, I think, were pretty tame in comparison to Drop Dead Fred. Yeah, mine were too. Steps. Um, <laughs> we just sang together. <laughs> wow. No. Yeah, I think I was just real lonely oh, as a kid. Yeah, so too. I had I, I, I also had like lots and lots of toys and dolls. And they all had distinct personalities and I would play with them. So oh, I'm not sure cool. if I had an imaginary friend that was not tied to something. Helena, those yeah. dolls weren't imaginary friends. No, they're possessed they're for sure. They're fucking real terrifying. And terrifying. Get rid they're of them. Real and terrifying. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure if we've mentioned my doll collection. On the no, all not. the fact yeah. that what? the one time I had a Halloween party and you left them in random places <laughs> around where I live. <laughs> yeah, I I was one of the, um, the victim of Oh, you collect this as a as a child where I was given a China doll, like a spooky, not quite Annabelle level, but you know, standard I like, also had but, a China doll. High. Yeah, so I had a I had a China doll and then I was given another one. And oh then, see I broke mine. At Christmas <laughs> and birthday. That's the correct up, way to deal with China dolls. Yeah, you break it and then the man comes out the wall. Given them because someone decided that I collected them and it wasn't me. Like I didn't mind. I <laughs> But it became like this thing, oh yeah, Helena collects China dolls. And so, you know, the family members that didn't know me very well would get me one and That's I had no good clothes, mate. But I ended up with You've like nineteen collection what? of evil. Yeah. And yeah, <laughs> some of them terrifying. are super possessed looking. I've got That's one where the too many limb, of anything. All of them. All of the them. The limbs are, are like bent in weird angles so that it looks like it's crawling on the floor. Which would be cute because obviously it's a little girl, but also now horrifying. I hate this. I really it's wish that a it's a doll. Shame it's a... this is an audio recording because yeah. Holly's face right now. <laughs> it's, it's not just a China doll. It's like an aged China doll. It's a doll, China oh doll. Oh God. That's, that, yeah. It's terrifying. the kind that looks at you when you walk across the room. I've never seen oh, them yeah, in person. Oh yeah, they've all got glass eyes. They all do yeah. that. Never seen them in person. They're, they're at my parents' them. house. I I'm not allowed to bring them into my house. I've, I've been expressly forbidden. Fucking hell, I'm glad. <laughs> they go in their cupboard and the cupboard is locked. The cupboard is locked and, and there is flour yeah, on the floor. Yeah, they're they're actually they're in the room that my mum does Airbnb on. So. <laughs> <laughs> they've scared people for sure. I don't anyway, like drop dead Fred. <laughs> a horror film. But it really, it's really so could have been. It's so close to being. It's, so cl- it's just the tone. Like, what are they... Go- so it's on IMDb. It's labelled as comedy, drama, fantasy. It's a, it's a black comedy. It's meant to be a black comedy. Yeah, I yeah. get black comedy. But it's not, it's not much funny in it. Really? <laughs> it's kind of just depressing. Oh, I, I did have a lot of laughs at it. Yeah. Uh, I yeah. just... Yeah, I laughed I don't a lot. know. I, I like <laughs> I like it. Maybe it's because of it. Yeah, some of the childish humour was fine. Some of it was too much and it was a bit grating. Well, I just had a blast. <laughs> I was just furious that it took, and I think this is my pet peeve as well with the current mental health system, but, oh my God, it takes them a long time to get her to a sodding doctor. She's yes. having a breakdown. <laughs> At like 30. Yep. 
Like, like if you say your imaginary friend has sunk a boat, yeah. you get involuntarily committed to a psychiatric. <laughs> or even like the first like, You are a danger what to yourself. I what I didn't understand was like Drop Dead Fred, the first thing he does when he comes back to life is gets dog shit on his shoes and rubs it into a brand new carpet and into the furniture and literally just makes a dog shit covered living room. Yeah. yeah. The mu- she comes back downstairs in the morning and the mum is cleaning it up. At no point does she go, what the fuck were you yeah. thinking? Why have you got dog shit all over the yeah, floor? Yeah, she just sort of sighs. She, and she like... just goes, I really didn't want you to go in my new fucking clean living room. And it's like, that's nuts. <laughs> yes, like Again. That, that's fecal smearing, which is a sign of intense psychological, yeah, psychological trauma. Yeah, like, which go is what... to a doctor I think now. That, I think that's why like, she didn't get help quickly is because clearly... Every single person in her family has had a mental breakdown. Yeah, absolutely. Because yeah, the mum doesn't know what to do except clean clean it up and berate her daughter for it. Yeah, because the mum has gone through a mental breakdown yeah. at some point in her past. The dad probably did after he left. Like everyone has. Then and they were like, This is normal behaviour. Yeah, it's the blind leading the blind, but with yeah. psychiatric illness. Like she's the psychiatrist. The other thing was like he wasn't interested in speaking to her. He just had the appointment think, with the mother. I think that is that is deliberate the in the time. film. I think yeah. that's the time yeah. rather than. Or is it and because think... he's like a child psychologist? He, he yeah, maybe they do do that. Parents. Yeah, like, you don't want to. I mean, yeah, yeah. You still if have it's to an adult in the room, <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, yeah, if it's an adult, you I do know that as a child. Now they they have to even with a child with a child they have to get permission from the child to talk to the parent about certain things and it's only the things that will cause them distress and trauma and physical harm. It's it's yeah. There's like, there's, there's even, still confidentiality guidelines. Yeah, Whereas this is kind of implied like that isn't a thing, and I think that is again like a, a thing from the time. Yeah, I don't necessarily yeah. think that's a. I also think even if it was a thing, she'd have bullied her daughter into giving permission. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. yeah, yeah that's that's right. the that's the issue. Like her mum, her mum just is like, "Well, I'm going to fix this," and does so, the but not in a way has... that makes anyone actually feel good. Well, the mum has a full on like, we don't talk about our problems, we don't think about our problems. Don't we mention move past drop our... dead yeah. bread. Yeah. We move past our problems as quickly as possible. Stop talking about it. Oh, yeah, remember, remember when she first brings up um, the the day, the morning after she first sees Drop Dead Fred, and she tries to bring it up at breakfast. She was like, "Do you remember when I was a kid? I had that imaginary friend." And she was like, "No, I don't remember that." And she's like, "Yeah, oh, and you know, we got into, we used to play together." We got into, and she was like, "No, I don't remember Drop Dead Fred." Yeah, and it's like, oh, yeah. she's not. She does remember. Of course, yeah. she does because how traumatizing your child turns into a little monster. Yeah, yes. and also Lizzie didn't mention Drop Dead Fred by name. Yeah. The mom. Yeah, so exactly. it's implied that she really does remember because she said the name, whereas the child didn't or adult yeah. didn't. But it, it's still just it is just one of those like, no, no, we bury our head in the sand, darling. We don't talk yeah. about yeah. our problems. We don't air our dirty laundry. Yeah, means that she has a long list of problems herself yeah yeah <laughs> that's what that means so i have i have two more little notes and one of them's a bit longer one of them is fred is no good but i still just love him so much and i just do like well, yeah fred's goal is good he His... is and he's he is childish chaos with adult strength <laughs> like yeah and i just love him he's what? so extra he's so just not giving a fuck and i just love it <laughs> Yeah, he's, it, he's got two sides though, very much, and I think that's a representation of like how you know she's got these two ways of like you know she's got this this world of her own and this, this the real world. She's got her mother's got the the caring I'm going to fix everything side as long as you follow my rules and do not mention yeah. things, or you get the other side, which you know tries to lock her in a bedroom with a big beastly nurse. Yeah, and um, also the the mother going. Um, your husband has cheated on you, so I'm going to give you a makeover so that you can win him back. And it's yeah. like, or just support your daughter who's just had her husband cheat on her. Yeah, or maybe tell her to leave her husband who's cheated on her. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Like, not take him back. But the, Fred has these two sides where he, he'll call her snot face, but then when she actually is quite sad, like when she she knows she's messed up with the burglary thing at the end and obviously the police get called and they yeah. kick in the door and her dad ends up accidentally assaulting the police officer and getting arrested. Yeah. He's like, oh, I've I've ruined everything. I'm really bad. I'm rubbish. And he's like, no, you're not. You're great. You're fantastic. Yeah. 
like don't let the bastards grind you down kind yeah. of thing and but he mixes so it up lovely. a lot like he'll go from that to being quite horrible that's kind of the point of him though isn't it the point is to help people children deal with situations that they don't know how to deal with yeah that's why he moves on to the next child and yeah like, yeah no i get because whenever he does something terrible he's like tell them i did it yeah and it's, and, it's, and she does because she trusts him and it, it, i think it's a way to alleviate the guilt of being a child because it, all of the children that they he talks to and all of the children in the psychiatric ward seem to come from the same types of families which is that we don't talk about problems we move on as quickly as possible yes. they're not allowed to be kids when yeah. they're kids because again, point at the end is don't know how she gets there, but she's in this like internal world. Yeah, and he Fred oh, yeah, is there. Christine. Yeah, he walks her over and and like lets her break herself out of her child self out of a prison. Yeah, and, and it's, it's like, and it's a little thing again. I love the little touches, but like she's bound to the bed in the same tape that he was bound in the box in. Yeah, well a that little, was it. Oh. Like that was the day she stopped being a child. Yeah, because and her mom did it, that. And you see it in the film when the mother does literally put him in a box and take him away. She immediately turns around and starts cleaning up the mess that Fred made. Yeah, and yeah. it's 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 one of those moments where it's just like, oh, she doesn't follow the mum upstairs. She doesn't go screaming and crying. She just closes. Yeah. Like, and it's I'm sure we've all seen those moments where you've seen a child and. They aren't upset. They're just not there right now. Yeah. Yeah. And it's and it's the most heartbreaking thing. <laughs> and seeing it on film, this actor, this child actor is fucking yeah. brilliant, by the and way. Every actor in this is fucking amazing. They've done such yeah. a good job. It does have that cringe humour, the overacting. It does have it all. But I genuinely, there's nobody that I see in this film and I'm like, I don't believe that you're acting. Like, I don't think you're your character. Yeah. On the On the point of like, is fred a bad fred never does anything malicious he, no. he does everything with a uncaring attitude but it's never done with the deliberate intention of yeah, harming there's, there's not like a lot there's not a lot of forethought going i think no. a couple of times he says something about hitting the mum or something yeah, he calls but, the mum a bitch a lot. He does call her the mega like, bitch. The mega I bitch. thought it was quite strong language for a five year old, but then I'm like, well, where's he heard that? And it's like, yeah. obviously, she's heard that from yeah. her parents arguing. Yeah, but even then, like, that's something children think about. Like, that's yeah, like that's Bad childish, language. and also that's just childish rage. Yeah. Is like, I have these emotions I don't know how to deal with. How do I deal with them? Mummy's evil. Yeah, mummy's <laughs> evil violence. Like that is a pathway that people go down. So I don't think, and, and even then I'm like, that's not malicious. That's just something children say and do. Like yeah. the amount of times I've heard kids say things, I'm like, fuck. Uh, <laughs> you I'm like, oh, no. Yeah, I'm like, oh no. Where did that um, come from? <laughs> and, I'm like, and then so they'd never do anything about it. It's yeah, like he's never actively trying to hurt people. Yeah. And I think I think that if at any point he was malicious in what he was doing, fair. And like, then he is a problem, and Drop Dead Fred is no longer an entertaining film to watch. It's just depressing. Yeah. yeah. I think the depressing, the only bit that doesn't quite follow that is the letter bit, which is just so weird. So it's out just, there. A, yeah, it's letters, just a weird prank. And yeah. I get that it's a funny prank, and that's why he's done it because he doesn't understand the emotional attachment yeah. he has. There's, there's literally two bits that make me go, like, oh, that's weird. One of them is the letter, and it just felt wrong. And the other one was in the last scene, Drop Dead Fred and Lizzie kiss. And it's not, it's like it's not meant to be a snog. It's meant to just be a little kiss. But yeah. it's just that slightly, uh, not even a split second too long. Yeah. But it just was enough to make me go like, oh, I don't like yeah. that either. If it, if it was like a peck on the cheek, it yeah, would have been different. To, because that's very like, like how parents yeah. and like kids. i have Aww. i have little nephews and i kiss them on the head yeah. and mine is the little top of the head and i just i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't do the lip kiss just because of, you like, know where we are like now a... but that's that's I'm a me thing it. i'm watching it back and it's it's not that bad it's, it's not that bad but it's, it's literally that and the letter kiss, really because children and but like... she's not a child at that point she is an adult she is saying goodbye but and... it's just that slight linger and i just it's, it's very, just enough. very French. Yeah, yeah. it's yeah. just very enough like to make me uncomfortable. Yeah, because at, at that point, then neither of them are children, which I guess yeah. is the point. But you don't need and that. It's, it's more okay, but it's still her childhood best friend. Yeah, he's still a child, childish imagination. Yeah. yeah, and it's it's it's. Uh, 
yeah the yeah, letter makes enough. no sense the letter yeah. makes absolutely no yeah, sense yeah that's the thing um <laughs> yeah it's kind of it you, you almost can't shake it can you because no. then yeah. it opens up this whole like okay so we can interact yeah, yeah. and then it's and like can, wait so so he's he can interact, why hasn't he like done things and why can't other people understand <laughs> yeah. that he's real? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, which brings me back to my point of is it accidentally a good film or is it deliberately a good film? Yeah. <laughs> and that kind of, I think that it's kind, a mix. Yeah. Yeah. That kind of leads me very well into my last point, which is which is a bit long. Okay, so I know this isn't a good film. I know it's not good as a representation of stress or mental health, but the film and the film doesn't really change anything for anyone other than Lizzie, but it's good as a message of self-empowerment. There's definitely a bunch of questionable stuff in it, but I can't help it. I fucking love this film and I left it smiling and crying and I miss Rick Mail. <laughs> and oh, the, it, the, the film definitely hits different now with Rick Mail. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, as I'd never seen this film as a kid. Uh, I had friends that loved it, and it was like, okay, cool. I'm never gonna watch it. Uh, did not <laughs> did not realize it was Rick Mail. Fuck, that was shocking. I was like, it's that? Oh, oh fuck. Yeah, because yeah, you never expect this random goofy British because he's only famous for what bottom? And um, and the, see, I'd consider him very famous, but again, oh. that's just because he's someone that I I look up to. But so my my point of view is completely skewed. Yeah, but he plays. He is perfect for it. Yeah. I couldn't. I couldn't have thought anyone else. I don't. Does he have a writing credit or anything? Because it really wouldn't surprise me. No, the yeah. amount of stuff he must have improved in this. Like, yeah, yeah, it's so it. so Rick Mail. Yeah, yeah, he's he's amazing. I think this the film in general. It it falls onto that weird two thousands nineties thing of weird film with a surprisingly good cast because every film yeah. from this period was like this period from the nineties. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, from like the nineties and two thousands, it's like. It's a okay film, uh, amazing cast that's way too good to be in it. Yeah, and this, that's this film. It's like Carrie Fisher. Uh, that genuinely, I was like, is that Carrie Fisher? Yeah, I didn't. Yeah. Know it I thought it was Jamie first, Lee like, Curtis. Yeah, oh, that would have been amazing. That, that would have been that. amazing. <laughs> um, it wasn't surprising that similar... Carrie Fisher sort of ghost wrote a lot of this as well because that's what she was sort of famous for. At the, well, not only famous for now, like she helped with like script doctoring on so many things like this. Like, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. actually on the trivia page on IMDb. It's Carrie Fisher rewrote some of her dialogue, which doesn't surprise me at all because she wouldn't say, she wouldn't deliver lines she didn't want to deliver. No, yeah. exactly. That's cool. <laughs> I, she was one of the core reasons that one of the Star Wars originals did well. Yeah. Um, apparently, the original skip script was uh, awful, and like the three lead actors fixed it as they were going. Yeah. That's real. That's yeah. Cool. So, <laughs> you had to have wild. a famous actor, imaginary friend, to help you through your childhood woes. Yeah. I did. Who, who would it? Oh, well, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, can it be a singer from a famous? <laughs> who from Steps would you? Have? <laughs> I'd... I'd have that. <laughs> don't know any of them <laughs> i literally know there's a claire and there's an h nice so you've got both of them yeah yeah i got both <laughs> i'm greedy <laughs> i really liked uh hannah from s club yeah yes yeah, oh yeah hannah's oh, was claire s club she might no, have been claire, claire, claire was steps. she was steps yeah, yeah claire was steps because then it was oh i'm not gonna list the step the step <laughs> <laughs> s- the s club group that's that's no we don't need that I really liked McFly as well. If it, yeah, I could yes. definitely have had uh, Tom Fletcher as my. I, like, I would have had Rats and Busted another if I could, if I could choose. <laughs> so there were some, there were some casting. Uh, there could there could have been this could have gone down very different roads. Okay, it was actually originally offered to Robin Williams, which yeah, oh, would have been very different. I think that would have been closer to like the genie from Aladdin. Yeah, yeah. that would have been very Hook. Yeah, mm. it would have been a lot. I don't know if it would have been camper. Uh, I don't think it can be. Um, <laughs> it, I think it would have been a lot less chaotically delivered. Because even when he's like uh, yeah. when he was playing like really chaotic characters, they yeah. didn't even yeah they couldn't scratch what, what Rick Mail could bring to the table. Yeah, I would I would agree with that actually. I definitely I I adore Robin Williams, and these are two people that we we just happened to have spoken about them. That I was genuinely upset that they'd passed away because they're yeah. comedy people that I've admired for my whole life. And Robin Williams was somebody who had a lot of outspoken things about mental health and did literally say something that like helped me live. And it was the uh, suicide is a permanent solution to temporary problems. Yeah. And 
even loving him that much, I definitely think that Rick Mayle has done better than than Robin Williams would have been able to do with this film. It would have been a very different tone. The other very thing different. It would have been make. a lot. It would have been a lot more heartfelt. I think do Robin you think? Williams. Yeah, I think if Robin Williams did it, it the delivery would have been a lot. The delivery. I don't think it would have been more helpful. Oh, okay. Like the, the deli- his delivery would have yeah. made it more heartfelt. Yeah. The like the little moments would have been a lot more pronounced. Yeah. Whereas with Rick Mayle, the chaos is a lot more pronounced. Yeah. So the Which the original cast prefer. was going to be well the preferred cast uh, was yeah Robin Williams and Winona Ryder. This woman looks exactly what, like for Winona yeah. Ryder. Yeah, I no, thought it was Winona Ryder for a split for second. The same look rather than yeah. the same yeah. sort of acting. Yeah. But <laughs> it does explain like there's some the creepy side of this film really has some Beetlejuice kind of energy to it yeah. with that cha- that sort yeah. of scary chaos. This yeah. did bring me a lot of Beetlejuice is another one that I watched a bit later in my life, not much, but a bit later <laughs> and and yeah, it did make me go like, "Oh, I could watch Beetlejuice." And it, again, it was just one of those like random thoughts. But yeah, I think this has definitely sparked that that Beetlejuice part of my brain. They're definitely the chaos movies. Yeah. 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 Oh, so other people that were going to, but uh, unfortunately, each time they've tried to bring it back, it's been scrapped or something's gone wrong or whatever. But Jim Carrey, no, was gonna, no, was gonna do it uh, for the no. sequel, and then, but unfortunately, had to go and do Ace Ventura: Pet Detective. Um, yeah, I don't think he would have done that well. I think he would have lent too far into the chaos and it would have been like yeah pointless. he's too i don't like and then no, it neither was do i thank you i don't either so that's like blasphemy around so yeah. many people there was and this is worse so much worse uh they started and then they uh they were started to do a remake in 2009 with russell brand oh no oh my god God. That would not work. Like I can see why they tried it. Yeah. Um, he's got no. too much horny energy. Yeah. <laughs> too much horny but energy. To be a child. To, like, like his whole thing is horny. Oh, I don't like that at all. Like no. if you can take that away, sure. But I don't think you he reckon? can. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah, he's got the ca- oh, like no one He's got the there. acting capabilities. He's just I can't imagine. I don't think he's played anyone that wasn't slimy. But the only well, reason but... they'd put him in this film is because he's a known comedian. Yeah. So they're not casting him as an acting extravaganza. They're casting him because he's funny. So yeah. to put yeah, somebody also... where that is their brand of comedy, that's like like getting like Frankie Boyle to do it. Like they're in the same oh, bracket in my mind because <laughs> they're amazing. just <laughs> their point of being funny is being a bit problematic and a imagine, bit gross. Can you imagine Frankie Boyle's deadpan no. delivery of <laughs> just like teaching the kids like all the swear words, <laughs> and so this this five year old just turns around, calls up mama cunt. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, the, the, the delivery would have been a different but amazing a different kind of chaos <laughs> that would have been malicious chaos so who would you cast if you had to recast it now who would you oh cast as God. fred Robert who is like... See, this isn't <laughs> yeah. honestly I i've only like seen him could. in twilight uh, yeah. so, so spoilers i i i don't indulge in any media other than watching formula one so Great. i i know no references from like 2004 onwards so i don't know Who's an actor now? <laughs> if Winona Ryder could be in it, I'd be happy for that. <laughs> One that I think would be just as I know that you 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 won't know who this person is. Okay, you might, but um, Keegan Michael Key. Oh, oh yeah, Doctor yes, Fred. Yeah, I think that would be really Key. good. Yeah. Um, from Key and Peele fame. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Great. Done great. Yeah. Yeah. The blank. The blank looks giving yep. me love. <laughs> okay. I've got nothing I can add to this. Yeah. <laughs> I was yeah, actually trying got... to think of of what I'd what I'd what I'd uh, score it with. Yeah, out of yeah, ten. Out, out of ten. ten. Out of ten. How many mud pie ingredients would you give this out of ten? That was weak. That one. Yeah, was, that was a, I've got a, a better one, but choice. I'm saving it for for my score. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'm gonna go eight mega bitches out of ten. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and 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 the two that it's losing is because it, it it doesn't do what it went out to do in terms of it does demonize mental health an awful lot, and I know that that is a, a time contextual issue as much as anything else, and also just the few moments that made me cringe. I can't. It's it's just a couple of moments that just made did take me out of it, and and that's why it's not getting a ten. But for, literally, I laughed. I left crying. 
I was so emotionally attached to this film and it means so much to me. And I'm not gonna listen to what you guys That's... score it. <laughs> I I'd I'd give it seven shitting on mental health serv- like medication <laughs> out of ten. Okay. Like it That's Yeah, the, the mental health it. like psychiatry bad, tablets bad. Yeah. Um <laughs> Yeah, that's a weird message. That's a weird is like I mean that's me. very sort of 80s at the time all they were they were just doping everyone up on amitriptyline and yeah. um, being like eh, yeah, go and go and you know have, go and kill yourself on barbiturates or whatever yeah so psychiatry was in its infancy really and yeah. i probably wouldn't want to be treated by a 1980s child psychologist if i'm honest yeah no no i would be on that one <laughs> but it's so i guess while it doesn't lose points necessarily for that because it's it's difficult to tell a film off for it, that it is yeah but i just the film's so bizarre but i did enjoy it and i think i think because i went in thinking i was going to hate it i was pleasantly surprised hard? yeah so it's kind of it almost is like well actually that wasn't that wasn't half bad kind of like if you're expecting yeah if you're expecting something to taste really bad and it's all right you're like oh my god this is amazing yeah so i was pleasantly surprised and that makes me happy yeah the acting in it is pretty solid the costumes were fun i really like oh. the way because we, we've not mentioned this i really like the way um, rick mail's costumes change depending on the situation yeah so like, i love fancy that. ball he's wearing like and the great bright green, green top and tails with big looks like hair. a troll doll <laughs> yeah yeah og troll doll hair love that and yeah other like when he's the when he's the pirate on the on the boat that he sinks yes he's, he's and wearing it's pirate. all his yellow and and green yeah it's all it's all and, themed oh, he only wears the, green the outfits are fucking spot on but then it loses points for what they dress poor old Lizzie in. Yeah. Yeah. Because oh I my mean, god, I would wear like it, I wouldn't but... wear clothes like that when I was in when in the nineties and I was four. <laughs> <laughs> See, I did, and I look back and I'm like, I want that now. <laughs> it's the pinafore that goes all the way up to the chin, practically. It's so high necked, and the oh, she dresses and she looks. She has so much Matilda vibes. Yeah. But it's weird. <laughs> it's cute when you're a child, and then it's just very strange when you're an adult because it's almost it's almost to the point where it's like she's got she looks like she's wearing sort of adult fetish wear. Yeah. Like it's so childish. It looks like she's wearing adult sized versions of children's yeah, clothes I rather than like that. she's just not grown up. Yeah. So uh before I give my out of ten, you just made me realise who I want to play Drop Dead Fred. Um Danny DeVito. No <laughs> <laughs> I, I wanna see like Chaos Mat- like Drop Dead Fred is Chaos Matilda. No. It, so that it, kid's gonna be smoking crap. That's, <laughs> That's not allowed. That is do not do that like, Drop Dead Fred. Or just like Charlie Day as well. Just like anyone yeah. from Always Sunny. <laughs> No, I think Danny DeVito. Honestly, I think Danny DeVito would do it amazingly because yeah. he has. Danny that DeVito heart. is just the penguin in my head, and uh, that is no doubt his worst see, ickiness vibes. Like, but no, he directed <laughs> Matilda. Yeah, he Matilda, it. and that girl is Matilda in a lot of ways. Yes, like, with, she, the, with the fringe she is and not the... allowed. <laughs> but with like his like violent chaos. Putting my foot down. <laughs> his, like, him just like throwing himself around. Yeah. It's like there's a window that needs smashing. Don't worry, I've got this. I got it. <laughs> yeah. it Rick, Rick Mayall hits it with a hammer. He'd just dive through. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Throw a chair and dive through it. All punches. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, oh, it's Danny DeVito. It would have been amazing. Um, but I think out of 10, it's six. I think six complete mental breakdowns of multiple characters. <laughs> I think six because, like, so when when I finished it, I was like, I don't like this film. I don't know. I don't know if I do or don't like it. I'm leaning on don't like it. Yeah. I was at like three when I came into this, but like talking about it and talking about like all of the depth of the possible yeah. depth of the film. Yeah. I actually quite liked it, and yeah, all the acting's amazing, and the casting is impe- pretty much on. impeccable. Yeah. Like yeah, I quite like this film, but there's also that, and the reason it's six and not any higher is the possible depth it's yeah. possibly <laughs> good it's a damn sight deeper than a lot of utter trash we've watched recently yeah uh, like yeah. it's so scared to dip its toe in the depths that it's actually half a mile up the beach yeah this... throws itself at it yeah it I... really tries to be clever and i think it isn't always there yeah but the bits that it does land it lands mm. really well yeah and then bits that just make utter non like they don't make any sense like the yeah. the letter uh, and like how everyone just go in under with no 
very little push. Mm. Everyone just kind of loses it. And yeah. the ex-husband having no definable personality. <laughs> uh, yeah. like that, that felt kind of low effort. It wouldn't have been much to be like, can okay, writing room, can we come up with one yeah. reason? Oh, why he's actually really good at sport. And Christ, all he's he needed really like, oh, but he's got a massive dick. Yeah, like, you know, anything, anything completely like, also, like baseless. He's but not that, enough. He's not that much of a villain to hate. Like, yeah, he cheated on her, but that's not like that doesn't make him a. I don't. Let's go about wrong. That doesn't make him like a t a character villain. That's just something that happened. He's never like evil enough to hate. He's, but so, he's not I was he's so unapologetic about disagree. He carries on with his cheating and then when he, he tries to do it in front of her and then when that doesn't work and he decides he wants her back and then, because she's fit now because she's yeah, got a hair. She comes back with short hair and a sleepy but, dress. But she does it so he does it so blandly. He's never yeah. like he's never presented as yeah, a villain. Yeah, he's not he's not a cartoon villain the way the mum is. Every character in this film is like a cartoonish level villain. Yeah. So when he's just like a normal Arsehole of a person. Yeah, he feels flat. Yeah, he's super like, bland. And I feel like he was just, they just threw, he's a bad guy because he cheats at him. And that was it. That was his the only reason he's a bad guy. And it's like, I think that's enough. I th- I think he needed, <laughs> because the mum's a bad guy. There's also no reason for him complex. to be her. We have nothing about yeah. that lady. No, that's the yeah. thing. We don't know why he likes her. Yeah. When when they're doing the, oh, but, you know, this flashback to the mornings together and, and she's wrapped her arms around him. He doesn't look like he's enjoying yeah, himself. Yeah, he's sort of pissed off with her for being yeah. there. And it's like, oh, and why? It, never, why? <laughs> it never goes into that enough to be like he's a terrible character. No, see, I, I do disagree, but I, yeah. I think that's... That's my issue. <laughs> yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's I think it's like I fully understand he's an awful shithead. I just think in comparison to the how cartoonish everyone yeah, else is. Yeah, cartoonishly bad like the mum is and He is so yeah. bland. And I think it's just because they were like we don't want to add an extra 1000% character in. Yeah. He, he's just unbelievably forgettable. Yeah. Uh, they could cut him out of the film and it wouldn't change much. Yeah. Like no. No, And that's the too. thing. That is Oh yeah, that's probably another reason why it's not a ten out of ten film is because, as I said, like the only thing that changes is Lizzie is happy. Yeah. Nobody else in the film, nothing it's also kind changes. Kind of unsatisfying that she ends up with a complete lunatic. Yeah. yeah. But at no point are we reassured that he's not nuts. <laughs> no, he's. <laughs> we don't know what happened to the mum. We don't yeah. know what happened to the dad. We don't know what happened to Charles. Fred is ruining another kid's life. <laughs> like. <laughs> yeah. We nobody else has an arc. It's no, just, it's and she just, doesn't really yeah. have an arc. No, she's just over her ex. Her her arc is so. This is so right. So I'm I'm going to give this uh, seven definite possessions out of ten. Um, <laughs> but the like the, the bit that was really starting to grate me is towards the end where she's just like trying to get rid of Fred and taking the pills, and she's just like, "But I love him. But I love him. But yeah. I." Lo-. And I'm like, just oh, her arc is she opens the door and sees that he's still cheating on her. Yeah. And that yeah. it's like... It's I not guess personal it's, growth. Yeah. It's confirmation that your ex is a cunt. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah. So that, yeah, that's that's the bit that, that I found quite annoying was, yeah, just she didn't have enough personality at some no point. One, yeah. No like, one in this film outside of Fred and the mother have enough personality. Yeah. yeah. No, exactly. Yeah. Um, I'd agree right. with but that. But in terms of the ridiculous batshit comedy, I loved yeah. it because... Yeah, they just let yeah. Rick Mail go. They yeah. just, exactly. like... That is yeah. exactly what it... It feels like Rick Mail had a fucking blast on this film. Yeah. yeah. They, they pulled the and cord, I had a let blast go, and him. he whizzed around. Like, yeah. 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 Great. <laughs> I'm going to bring this up because Dan hasn't. But oh, the... what if I support it? Oh, I know what you're going to say. That is too many goldfish for that size tank. Okay. Yeah. With that. (laughs) (laughs) I was sure you were going to bring that up. As soon as I saw it, I was like, The cartoon fishbowl, I was like, eh, whatever. But the actual tank, which is just full of goldfish for some reason, I'm like, nah, don't make sense. Oh, I didn't notice that one. So that is way too aquarium for me. She throws a biscuit into it or something. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, Me and Michael are just out here like, Huh? Just yeah. crickets. No, I'm used to hearing We're always about pick fish, up fish and pinballs. Ah, yeah. I've been Holly. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. I've been Michael. I've been Helena. I've been Dan. 
uh, Holly, where can people find you now that you're apart from you know you're clearly now hosting this podcast because you said your name first. <laughs> oh, that was uh, so I have I have my own uh, podcast called Pointless Reinvention uh, with either upcoming or past guests of the, on this podcast, uh, Mac and Matt, and they are my lovely potty boys who I adore ever so much. Um, I'm also on Twitch and you can basically find everything on my link, link tree, which is just linktree slash Hollemy, which is H-O-L-L-E-H-M-E. And we're on ev- everything everywhere. Nice. We'll make sure to put your link tree in the uh, oh, in the description. Uh, you can thank find. Thank you so much for having me. <laughs> That's all right. Thank no, you. It's been been fun. Yeah, thank you for good. talking about your favorite most watched film. Yeah. <laughs> you can find this podcast on Twitter and Instagram at Hilton Pod. That's at H I L T M Pod. Uh, we started a Discord now, which we'll pop a <gasps> link to as well. Let let us know who would be your imaginary friend from Steps. <laughs> <laughs> Danny DeVito. Goodbye forever. Bye. <laughs> Die horribly. Bye. <laughs>